0: Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago,
1: a good Karma
0: Brands radio station.
2: And then there were three, Yurko. It is the penultimate weekend of the NFL season for 2023. We're into the final four. Championship Sunday is upon us, and we will do a deep dive of both games. Both games.
3: For you today. My day will not be complete on a football Friday if we don't get to talk to Mike North today.
2: We are talking to Mike. Beautiful then. Done. new episode of The Odds Couple is ready and waiting on the ESPN Chicago app. Encore replay over the air tomorrow at 1 in the afternoon after Peggy and Dion. But you can listen on the app now. We broke down both games extensively. There's that incredible uh, Chiefs ticket that that final leg, that parlay the guy had that's still alive that is available on PropSwap. If you think the Chiefs are the side... You're going to need some discretionary income. I'm just going to let you know this isn't for everybody. What's the figure on that right now? I think the, I think the right market now. value of the ticket is like 30k. So okay. it's going to cost you a pretty penny. The ticket pays 138 thousand. Oh yeah. So uh, you're going to have to have a little scratch line around, but check it out on the prop swap app if uh, if that tickles your fancy. If you think the Chiefs are the side this weekend, but we're going to break it down. Lots of angles, lots of numbers. Play some Mel Kuiper today. Play something interesting from Greeny Show. We added the. Like a, not a debate, but we had a good, healthy conversation going on upstairs about coaches, why they walk away, about Belichick. Belichick is probably going to be the odd man out, so we're down to two, Washington, which is going to go to Ben Johnson. That's what it sounds by all like. all accounts, and Seattle, right? That's it. That's yeah. I think we're down to two. And you'd think coordinators from
3: these Final Four teams will probably end up going well, out Well, I think
2: Johnson is going to get, the one job in Washington, and then right. it looks like maybe Vrabel in Seattle. Oh, Mikey, is Belichick the odd man out, and Cusing. is it that surprising? Maybe not. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you. Let me, let me ask you. This. I'm ready. I'm ready. Try if you can. Yep. And it's not easy. You're, and I want you guys to answer this too. You're the CEO. You're the owner. Whatever. Like you're the man who's charged with the responsibility of finding the right guy. You have to interview Bill Belichick. Try as best you can to throw out everything you know, the wins, the Super Bowls, everything. Everything. You're sitting down to interview a coach. Would Bill Belichick wow you? Yeah, I got to throw everything out. Yeah. But but I can't throw
3: out his age, though. Um, No. It's because I that you... is 100% legitimate a concern if I'm going to hire a new coach. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. That's a good I, way to I don't start. Go, I don't go around hiring 70-plus-year-old coaches. It's not what I do. So, I mean, to me, that's the biggest factor. And he's got the stench in New England all over him. And right. when I say a stench, I mean I'm talking about when you're with one program, you do things for an extended period of time. For over 20-some-odd years, you're with New England. You've got a set way of doing things. You don't necessarily get a set way of doing things, Carm, when you end up going to a, sure. a, a new right. squad like right. that. So now... And he may not be as receptive of having a policy that, like he went interview with Atlanta twice, 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 and then at some, and they said no, they're going with Raheem Morris. I understand who they're going with. Is it their best decision? If you've got quality players there, Raheem Morris is a pretty good head coach, and he can get the best out of his coaches. You don't necessarily have to have Bill Belichick there. What Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick did with Tom Brady in uh, New England. Was unique to those guys and what they did. Anybody thinks that he's going to snap his fingers, go to a new team at the age of seventy plus, and and snap his fingers and think, okay, all the magic is going to be recreated. That's and that's that what true? I mean. That's and is the there, a, is, there a, is there a is there a shelf life on him? because yeah. at some point at the age of seventy, what? Is you're gonna? Is he gonna go Joe Biden on us? And that's why. At what point does he go Joe Biden on us? Where he's stammering and yeah, stammering right, and mumbling like a fool. Stop. Stop! It's not it. politics. It is politics. No, you're it's talking not. about the president. It is not.
2: It's politics. It's Not politics. It's your bias against Joe Biden it, that is leading a, you to make fun of him. It's a decrepit. Okay. Enough. Agent, you hit on my point exactly. If you could throw it all away, <laughs> you would never be wowed by Bill Belichick in an interview. Ever. Not at this point, no. And its I don't think it's a shock that a guy that's going to walk in, tell you how he's going to bring all of his flunkies with him, Joe Judge and Matt Patricia and Josh McDaniels, although McDaniels is probably the, the best out of that group, but, you know, I'm going to bring Matt in and I'm going to bring in Joe Judge and you know, i got some plans for Josh now that he's available. I'm okay. like, you know, we're going to... Gonna make Desmond Ritter really good, and maybe trade for Justin Field. Like there, there's, is it a? Sh- Why should people be stunned that Bill Belichick might be the guy that doesn't get a job this cycle, or maybe I if, never wows another I organization
3: think, again? I think if he wanted to be a defense coordinator, he'd have seven jobs to choose. <laughs> yeah, well, you're probably right. There's no way that's no. Happening. I mean, I'm just saying, if you want to be a coordinator, come on down. You can be the coordinator, you can get the defense done, and why not? I mean, at some point you climb the mountain, you stay at the top of the mountain. At some point you got to come down that mountain. You just can't stay on top all the time. So why wouldn't you take a coordinator job if there's an opportunity? Do you think after a year off he'll become a little bit sexier next year? I don't think so. I don't Sean think he'll Payton, ever
2: become sexy. Sean Payton was sexy because
3: he was 56.
2: Well, plus he's also, 57. he can speak. Yeah. He can enunciate. He can, yep. he's got, I mean, he's got well, ideas. Obviously, being able, to, obviously <laughs> being able
3: to speak and being able to enunciate didn't bother Bill Belichick for the better part of, of 30 years in the league. Not when you're playing with that Tom Brady. That wasn't a problem. But, well, I mean, he re- won with Cleveland too, One. You want to know his record? Tw- I know what, what his without? record was. He's 12-4. and four. No, What happened you know next his, year?
2: Do you know his record with and without Tom Brady? Do you know what it is? No. no. His record with Tom Brady as his quarterback, he's won eight out of every ten games he's ever coached. Right. His record without Tom Brady in his career, he's won four and a half out of every ten. So there are some parameters to that, right?
3: There's a little bit of context there. There's some texture. Do you want to know that texture or you just want to look purely at the numbers and not care about anything else? No, no, please. Texture is he goes 12 and four in Cleveland. In Cleveland. And the next year, they're looking for good things. And what does Art Modell do? Picked up and moved, stabs his guys right in the back and announces they're going to move after this season. Yeah.
2: is that when he packed up everything and then right you, after the what year? What do
3: you think? Them know that he did that. Uh, the guy in Ursay uh, did that in Baltimore. Oh, and is at that midnight what got the moving trucks to move to Indianapolis. Got it. In Cleveland, they announced they were going to leave. Got it. And they had to play that year under the auspice of they were leaving, and the fans weren't happy, and it stunk. And the next year, they went and to Baltimore because of that. No matter how you try to keep everything the emotions everything got the best of them and when the season went off the rails they played like crap the rest of the year mm. i don't know if they were 5 and 11 or 4 uh. and 12 that year i think it was 1994 uh, if that I'm not sounds mistaken. right cuz it wasn't 95 right. the
2: first year of so, baltimore yeah,
3: yeah right um, doesn't that sound right they, I, I, I believe so you know there could have been a year off I, I i don't remember exactly but i'm thinking 94 maybe i'll find it for you real quick 93 but that's when the announcement was made so I don't know how fair that is to judge when your owner throws and just takes a, uh, twenty hand grenades and, and, and pulls the pins on all of them and throws them in the locker room and says, There you go, deal with
2: this crap now. Five and eleven in ninety five. So they would have went yes. at the end of that year. Thank you.
3: But they they, they announced it that year. So yeah. in ninety four he was twelve and four. It was eleven and five. Eleven and five. Yep. With promise. Right? 11 and 5 to 5. 11, and 11. And 5 with promise. Hey, look at us. We're a team on the come. And their owner goes and screws over Cleveland and says, we're going to
2: Baltimore. Right? So there's a little bit of texture there. Do you want to hear what Greeny said earlier? Yeah, and I'm uh, glad you provided that. That's fine. I don't mind it. Yeah, but go ahead. But there is some
3: texture. It's not way, always. By, by and without Tom Brady, how many years do you have with Tom Brady? He had 20? I, no, two years without Tom Brady as a head coach.
2: Oh, uh, it would have been. Hold on. I'll yeah. tell you. One, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, and then what, seven, eight, nine? Nine years without Tom Brady. Where else did he coach? Well, he didn't have Tom Brady the last four years, Yurko. Oh, I got you. Last four yeah. years. I
3: get you. I get you. Last four years yeah. out in New England. I so got nine you. total yeah. years without Brady. Right.
2: Yeah, right. In and he only won 36 games. Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. That's, that's correct. Cool. Um, Yurko, by the way, Raheem Mostert's record as a head coach. 21 and 38. Oof. Yeah, it's bad. Oof. Yeah, Raheem Mostert or Raheem Morris? Raheem Morris. Raheem
3: Mostert. <laughs> You've got the running back going. Usually that one slips right by me, and I don't even think about
2: that. I'm sorry. I got, uh, I'm thinking of the player. Raheem Morris is just 21 and 38 as head coach. Do you want to hear this Greeny thing? So I was taping Odds Couple. I didn't hear this. Abdallah texted us because he was listening to Greeny. I was upstairs taping Odds Couple with Mike. I didn't hear it. But it piqued Adam's interest. And when he told me what Greeny said, I said, Ooh, that is kind of interesting. Listen to this. When they were talking about Belichick and is there a landing spot? Is he waiting for something? Is he going to take
4: ear off? But take a listen to this. I'm talking about the jobs that we would have assumed Belichick would be interested in. I think we would have assumed he'd be at least a little interested in the Chargers. I think it's pretty clear he was interested in the Falcons. He was interested enough to interview with them twice. There were some other. Now, maybe he was sitting back and waiting to see if... Dallas might open, maybe. Philly might open, I keep hearing that Kansas City might open, maybe he'll sit back and wait another year. He's been very close to the Giants for essentially his entire professional life. What? What? What?
2: Greeny just said, I keep hearing Kansas City may open, and you know what I thought of instantly? You, this time a year ago, when yep. you said, I don't know anything, but don't be surprised. If maybe they win and Andy says, "You know what? This was a hell of a run." Now that didn't happen. They won. Andy's still going. And if I'm Andy Reid, where are you going? I'm riding it out with Patrick Mahomes as long as I can. Yeah. And it got us into an interesting discussion. Adam said, "Well, what about like Saban walking away and Carroll walking away?" And I said, "Here's the difference. It would be like Bill Belichick in 2010 saying, "You know what? I'm good. I'm going to tap out." No. He had Tom Brady. Reed's got another probably five years-ish yeah, he's where only, Mahomes is going to be yeah. this. He's only 65. And he's only 65, which right. isn't young, but is also not old. Right, right. It's not decrepit. So I said to Adam, I'm like, I don't think it's the same as Saban being, you know, just sort of having enough in the changing landscape of college football that he probably doesn't like anyway. Carol. And who knows what really went on behind the scenes there, too. It was probably a little bit more of a nudge than maybe Carol wanted. But I, I don't think it's the same. And if and who knows? I, I, I'm, I don't. But I'm just saying, if I'm Andy, I'm sticking with this kid as, 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 into his 30s. Because every year you're going to have a chance to be in the Final Four. Every year you're going to have a chance to win the Super Bowl. It, it, it always depends upon
3: health. And I always felt like he might move aside and let Eric Biennemi take the job.
2: Now, the enemy left. Yes. It's interesting.
3: So that's what I thought. It made me think um, of you when back I heard in the it. the day. And that's kind of was, you know, and, you know, he's been doing it a long time. He's been very successful. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, right? Of course. There's no gray area in the world that Andy Reid's not in the Hall of Fame. Of course. You know, at what point do you get to go out and, and, and enjoy the sunset, you know? Do you think? And maybe Andy's not wired that way. Maybe Andy doesn't want to enjoy any sunsets. <laughs> maybe he just wants to coach. And, and, and win football games and compete. And, you know, he's been doing this thing since 1982 when he's a graduate assistant. I mean, he's been he's been in the grind for
2: a long time. A long time. 40, Forty-one years he's been in the grind. If my math is right, Andy's at 278 all-time wins, regular season and playoffs. What's the record right. we keep hearing? Like, 330? What's Shula's record? 340? I remember three past 325 was what Hallis because had. like Because Belichick's like 15 games shy or something? Yeah. Like, do you think Andy's got – is that in Andy's sights? Oh, I, what With Mahomes being only 27, right. 28 years you're, old? Like, you're, you're
3: looking at 258 to get to 330 is another – Too many? 72 victories. Yeah, that's a lot. Even at 12 a year, 12 and 5, even at 12 a year, that's seven – Isn't that like seven years? Yeah. And Mahomes will be seven 29 12, next year. 7 and 12 is 84. Yeah. Which would, I think, definitely break the record – so maybe six and a half years, but you've got to be winning 12 games a year. Uh, here's his last six years. 12, 12, 14, 12, 14,
2: 11. Wow. And then plus playoffs. Yeah, well, the playoffs don't count. Well, no, this is an all-time record. That's what I was talking about. The The combined record. Isn't oh, that what Belichick combined. is chasing? Yeah, I think it's the combined regular season and postseason number that Belichick is chasing down. Um, and, and then, you know, the other big news in terms of Coach-manager is this Jurgen Klopp story. Now, the soccer fans will know right away. You guys were informing me a little bit about it. I don't follow it nearly as close as, as Chris Adam and Jurko. But, like, that's huge news today that he's walking away at the end. He's pushing 60. And you guys are telling me how decorated he is. Like, Well, is, his is magic it, work, and maybe these guys will agree with me,
3: was that Borussia Dortmund. When he coached at Borussia Dortmund in got, Germany, when got, he had all yeah, these young right, players, Right. and he turned all these young players into like Stuns. studs, uh, Adib Young is that his name? He had Gundogan, he had yeah. a t- he had Pulisic when Pulisic was young there at Borussia oh, Dortmund. He did? That's where he did his greatest work, I believe. And now he's
2: the manager of Liverpool. Now right? he's manager of the at Liverpool. They're like the best team in EPL. And they're the right best now. team in the EPL. And he said yeah. he's kind of had enough. He needs a reset. Well,
3: now here's the problem and why they had enough. He was accustomed at Borussia Dortmund to get young players in, develop young players, then they would sell them to get the money back to keep producing young talent. There, He doesn't have that
2: advantage in Liverpool. Is that um, what you mean?
3: Well, what happens is he's got to go to a board. When he wants to acquire players, now he's in a position to acquire those players. Mm. He goes to the board and tells them, these are the, in the transfer market, this is what I'd like. This is what I'd like to get. And I don't believe the cooperation has been as grand hmm. as it has in the past. And they lost players like Mane, right? Yeah. I mean, Mane was a great player. You guys know this stuff. And they I mean. lost Sadio Mane. Why? Because they didn't want to pay him? Really? Money. Money. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, well, yeah, so he
2: went to he went over to Saudi. He went yeah. Overseas, yeah, he's on the same team with uh, Ronaldo, isn't he? Oh, is that yeah. right? Yeah. He is. Wow. Yeah, so their team's stacked. He's
3: so over the, there. the point is that if you're at Liverpool and you can't pay top wages to the guys that are the most talented players and the guys that you
2: want to keep, then at some point there's a level of frustration that sets in for Jurgen Klopp. It was interesting to hear Greeny say that. I keep hearing Kansas City might come open, uh, but boy, man, it'd be hard for me to walk away. Well, what if they beat Baltimore? and They win. We said that last year. I though. know, I know. You were the first one to ever even think about it last year. And I was like, "Wow, that's interesting, Woody." But while Mahomes is still not even thirty, I'm riding that thing out, man.
3: Would you be ready for Matt Nagy? <laughs> oh God, can you imagine? <laughs> <Coach> <laughs>
2: the can you imagine? The Chiefs might go nuts. It's more laughable than my earlier statement. 332 three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you want to ring us up, coaches, championship Sunday. Uh, Bears stuff. I want to play some Mel Kuyper Jr. coming up next. He was uh, all over the board, as he always is, with Waddle and Sylvie yesterday. Some interesting things, including something on Mahomes and the Chiefs in a near miss. little piece of history that I didn't know about, I thought, was an interesting revelation yesterday with Waddle and Sylvie from Mel. So we'll play some of that coming up. It's Carmen and York It's a football Friday. We'll be right back.
0: You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Listen to us now. Live on the ESPN Chicago app. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN
4: Chicago.
2: Hope well, you're having a great Friday. We're live in our State Street Studios. Watch us on YouTube. Make sure you click and subscribe to the station's YouTube page. You can watch on Twitch. And make sure you've got the ESPN Chicago app. Listen anytime, anywhere. We'll grab some calls here in just a minute. Want to play some Mel Kuiper. This is uh, Mel talking with Waddle and Sylvie yesterday about the quarterback situation that the Bears are going to make. And it kind of hints to something that a lot of us have discussed. You know, we talked about it last week. Greg Olson talked about it with Waddle and Sylvie. And, you know, the importance of resetting that quarterback clock if everything is equal. Uh, Here's Mel on the decision the Bears have to make this spring.
4: i would tell you, Ryan Poles doesn't need any help. I'm a big fan of Ryan. He does a great job, and it's a difficult decision. I go back and forth on this almost by the hour. And if it is the case, I, I came to the conclusion about a week or so ago, when you're going back and forth by the minute, hour, day, you just have to reset the clock and make the move and trade Justin Fields and draft Caleb Williams. If you feel strongly that Justin has turned the corner and the players love him and we know he can keep getting a little better and he could be great, then you you trade the first pick and you move forward with Justin Fields. So it's a tough call. Uh, It's because Caleb was so good in 2022 and even at the start of this past season until he kind of had a little bit, I wouldn't say a slump, but struggled a bit after really the Notre Dame game on through the rest of the Year at a couple games after that, where he around 55 57 percent. But he's so good, even when people say he was struggling, he still wasn't throwing interceptions. He completed the higher percentage of his passes this year than he did last year.
2: There you go, though. Mel's sort of hinting again at that. If all things are equal, uh, you know, you, you really would like to then reset that quarterback clock. Here's Mel talking about Caleb, and if he struggles, you know, what will be the main reason why?
4: If we could project, I think uh, because of the fact that he is so improv, so much on the floor. Just if, uh, if things break down, he can do it in a structured situation. And again, I think that's up to the coordinator. That's up to the system. Tailor it towards him. They said the same thing about Patrick Owens when he came out of Texas Tech. Improv. Does a lot of great things, but you know, from the pocket, I, I've seen Caleb do great things from the pockets. I don't, I don't believe in that. People say leadership. Well, guess what? He didn't have Jordan Addison this year. Things went awry a little bit at USC. I don't see any great offensive linemen. I didn't see any great wide receiver. Uh, yeah, they had a good run Back, but they didn't use them necessarily enough, and uh, and also you think about it, you're a, really you have agents now. You're doing commercials. You're a pro when you're playing college. He had won the Heisman. He had done all those great things. The team wasn't going to play for the national title, and you get distracted a little bit. You maybe and then people start to criticize, and they don't see the greatness every week that you saw in 2022. So you start nitpicking a bit. But uh, I, I think Caleb's got everything. He can throw the. He's got what your arm talent, all arm angles, accuracy. He was it? 66%, a little over 66% when everybody said he was Mahomes-like. He's at 68-6 this year. He, he's 72 touchdowns, 10 picks. You factor in the rushing touchdowns, he's 93 touchdowns and 10 picks over the last two years. Are you kidding me? So, again, I, people want to, like I say, criticize, mid-pick. I, I, Caleb Williams, I think, is going to be a great NFL quarterback.
2: 93 touchdowns in two years is a staggering number. I mean, it really is. Uh, well, it is. a lot It's a lot of, a yeah. lot of touchdowns. It's a massive amount
3: of touchdowns in you know basically twenty eight games. Yeah, right. And he missed one this year, so it might be, uh, 27, might be twenty seven. Twenty seven.
2: Yeah, I agree with Mel. The scariest thing when you watch tape of Caleb Williams is the how do you put it? Um, I'm trying to think of how I would phrase this because I've thought about it in my head now, it's escaping me. Like the cavalierness is that a word? Probably not. Yeah, no, it can't cavalier. be how cavalier he is. Yeah, yeah, that's the scariest thing. Because you're not going to get away with as much in the NFL. You're just not. The players are better. They're faster. They're better. It's just that you it. know
3: that. And there's a little bit of adjustment as yeah. he gets here and moves forward. But yeah. C.J. Stroud handled that.
2: Yeah, he handled. But I don't that. think his tape showed as much of that. The, how cavalier he yeah. is! Yeah, you know what I mean. He's like, a little bit more disciplined. Yes. Yeah. I think that's what's scary about. But
3: sometimes Kayla. to be great, you've got to operate on the precipice of disaster. I know, you've always. You got to be on that edge. You got to be in that gray area. Can't <laughs> just run the groove the whole time. Sometimes yeah. you got to get out of the groove to make that. special things happen. So, I mean, yeah, it can be where cavalier. Sometimes goes what reckless. Yeah. See, kind of hand-in-hand hand with reckless. Yeah. And sometimes Cavalier goes with bravado,
2: mm.
3: uh, with, with showmanship. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You know, part of that is something you want to see also. You can get a little bit of that with some positive attributes, but you certainly don't want the reckless attribute there. That's the one that you kind of want to, uh, if I can cauterize that out of that whole game plan, right. let's snip that one in the bud and let's get rid of that. Right. Listen to this. This was interesting. i never. And not only that, and I love Mel. You know, I love Mel. Uh-huh. But if Mel's wrong, what happens? Nothing, nothing. of course. Nothing. If happens. we're wrong. Nothing happens. Nothing happened. If you're the GM and of you course. take the guy and you knew there might have been a little bit of a yeah, a, a little bit of this to to his game, and you chose to say, "Hey, we can overcome that," and it doesn't get overcome. And guess who loses his job? Not Mel Kiper. No. Mel's still running wild, you know? Of course. With all that stuff in his
2: hair, making it look as dark as possible. I know you heard this because you were listening yesterday, too. We talked about it. But I want people to hear this if you missed it. I'd never heard this story. And this is interesting on, you know, Mahomes and the Chiefs. And it really all started with a question about why teams miss as often as they do when it comes to the quarterback position.
4: A lot of people don't project. They want to see it. Okay, you know, you, 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 you have to see it. You have to see it. What, what we're seeing now. Nobody had Josh Allen. Everybody said, "Oh, it's, did you?" You know, you have to look at. It. I called Craig Bowles. He says, the toughest, most competitive player I've ever coached in my life. I talked to Craig a lot out there. So again, yeah, it takes one thing to tip. People say, "Well, you got to do this." You got to do that. There's no perfect way to evaluate a quarterback. Sometimes it's gut feel. Sometimes one thing you hear. In Josh Allen's case, Craig Bowles convinced me. In Justin Herbert's case, I called Arg and I heard all things. He's not the alpha. Uh, he's more happy in the classroom than he is on the football field. He's not a great leader. He's not a take charge guy. He doesn't command a room. I called a good contact I had with the football program at Arkansas. He said, Mel, you don't have to yell and scream to be able to get a guy that people respect, players respect. They love this guy. They'll go through a wall for Justin Herbert. So sometimes just little calls like that. They, I called people on Jimmy Clausen didn't work out. I got grave things back on Jimmy. I went with Jimmy. It didn't work out with Jimmy. So uh, yeah, But it worked out for me with Justin uh, Herbert. It worked out with Josh Allen. So, you know, nothing's perfect. You can't lose your confidence because you make a mistake. But I'll tell you this, guys, it can destroy a program because, you know, if you miss on a quarterback, I'll go back and I'll tell you a quick story. Kansas City tried to trade up to get Paxton Lynch. They failed. Denver got him yeah. Because of not being able to trade up, they traded down and took Chris Jones. Next year, they took Patrick Mahomes. My point being, had they been successful in doing the deal they wanted to do and got Paxton Lynch, they wouldn't have had Chris Jones. They wouldn't have had Patrick Mahomes. Wow. And Andy Reid wouldn't be a Hall of Fame coach. That's Think about crazy. that, guys. Yeah. So one trade that didn't happen saved the Kansas City Chiefs franchise.
2: Never heard that. It's fascinating. 2016, the Chiefs didn't have a first-round pick. They tried and failed to get in and draft Paxton Lynch. The big, tall fellow. They drafted Chris Jones in the second round. And then the next year, they identified another quarterback. They traded up for that one. They got him, much to the dismay of Sean and, Payton, who and, told us the story, and right. the rest is history. And, and, and that's
3: incredible. And, and imagine if Paxton Lynch's life would be different if he had a chance to be with Andy. Fair We always do the what if. Right. You never know. Fair. It it could have been better. All all you need to do is be a
2: little bit better. Never heard that. I was like, whoa. Jackson and Oak Park on the west side. What's up, Jackson? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Um, The first first thing I'll say, and I'm going to counter-argue myself for some reason, um, is those first two Super Bowls that Belichick won, I feel like they were defensive Oh yeah. Wins. Oh yeah.
1: I mean, think about it. Like they beat the Rams, the greatest show on turf, like 19 to 21. I don't really know the score, but they won by a field goal. Yeah, they won by a field goal. You know what right? I mean? Yeah.
2: First, yep.
1: So, but
2: to counter argue myself, I'm kind of with him getting older and I don't know if I want
1: his style representing my National Football League, you know, team in this day and age that we're in. It's different than it was. You know what I mean? Like you're you're hiring younger offensive gurus. Yep. You're you know what I mean? Yeah, like I no, just—I don't know if—if if
2: that's exactly what you're looking for to represent your team. Every time he goes to the the
1: podium, you're like, "What? Who cares? You know? Why do you even bring him up there?" And you, you and know, you,
2: you know, you get away with it when you're in New England all those years and they had all that success. But I think it's a fair point and a critique, Jackson. I really do, and it's got to factor into you know some owners' decision making probably, and maybe that's why he won't get one. I'll tell you this. I had to have, a like Yurko said, hey, if he, if he could put the ego away and just get back and, and be a D.C., think about how good he'd be. If I had to have one coach design a defensive game plan for me, I know where I'm going. I'm absolutely going right. to Bill Belichick.
3: If I, was, uh, if I was a coach, young coach, and Belichick's not doing anything, I'd call Belichick and say, listen, champ, get over here. I mean, get the
2: best out of my defense. That's all you ask coordinators. Get the best of what I have. As bad as it went this year, yeah. that defense still played well. Like, I have no doubt that Bill can still formulate a game plan. 13-3 was the Super Bowl final
3: when New England beat the uh, Sean McVay-led L.A. Rams. He meant the, with the greatest Sean Turf. I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand. 13-3. I'm going to go back to that okay. one, too. Got it. This is the one that popped up. Okay. Brady, 21-35, zero touchdowns, one interception. Yes. 262 yards. And golf was terrible. 13-3. So who won that? What was golf did defense. The defense. golf was 19-38, 229, one interception. Okay. So, yeah, 13-3. Yeah, 13-3. So you'd say the defense won that one for them. Of course. Okay, there's no gray area. I remember who's the guy that missed the Zerline, missed that long field goal. Everybody was sitting on the edge of their feet. Yeah, I think you're he missed right. the long field goal. And uh, anybody with three and six, like, right. yeah, <laughs> their squares were going absolutely nuts.
2: Like, come on, sweet heavens. All right, more of your phone calls coming up next at 312-332-3776. Don't forget, it's Friday. We got the call to the post contest today. Uh, coming up a little bit later in the show, you could win the uh, $150 gift card to use towards the Twin Spires app. More importantly, you could be registered for our Woodford Reserve trip. We're going back again in 2024, like we did last spring, down to Versailles, Kentucky. It's gorgeous. We can do a show from the distillery, the beautiful Woodford Reserve Distillery. We'll drink some bourbon. It's going to be great. You could be on the trip with us uh, by qualifying each and every Friday between now and the Derby. So stay tuned for that a little bit later. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back.
0: the the show show on twitter Twitter, at carmen defalco and at yurko 64 this is espn chicago chicago's home for sports
2: happy football friday we got three games left in the season championship sunday coming up during the one o'clock hour we're deep diving both games lots of football talk today here on your home for the bears espn chicago Waddle and Meller today. Sylvie's got the kids at uh, North Carolina Duke this weekend, right? So he's off today. So uh, Waddle is going to be joined by Jeff yeah. Meller. We'll cross talk with the guys at two. Black and Abdallah tonight, six to eight. All calls welcome. It's a Friday after all. All calls welcome. That's one hundred percent for sure. I was asked a question
3: today. I will ask you. Okay. Non quarterbacks. Non. You could pull one player off of the four teams that are left. Which which one player would you pull? That's a great question. One player off of these teams. Which player would you pull?
2: Am I factoring in age?
3: You're absolutely 100% factoring in age. I'm absolutely. One player non-quarterback. for your future, non quarterback for the Bears. Can't be a quarterback.
2: I came up with three names. It wasn't difficult. All right. I would say, off the top of my head, this is where I'm going Nick Bosa, Debo, and then I'm a little torn here between like. Maybe Kyle Hamilton, maybe Amon Ra St Brown. Which one are you going with? Oh, God, dude. Um, Amon Ra's such a stud, dude. Like he reminds me of a. Like he he he, he, he reminds you of Steve Smith almost, but he's mm-hmm. even bigger. Right. Uh, I'll go. I'll go Nick Bosa. I hope I'm right here. I'll go Nick Bosa. Uh oh, wait. Nah, I got to fix our age. No Trent Williams. He's too old. So oh, that's your three. I'll go Nick Bosa, Amon Ra, and Debo. Okay, but
3: you only choose one of those. Choose. Oh, I got to choose one. Yeah, I like your three names you came up with. I came up with three names, too, but mm-hmm. I have to choose one. Nick Bosa. He chooses Bosa, fellas. What was the first
2: qualification there? You are. Can't right? be a first quarterback. quarterback. Can't be a Can't quarterback. Be a quarterback. Yeah. can be, be quarterback. any player. Any player. Yeah. That I can add to the Bears? You can oh, add the, final to the Bears, Bears, Chris.
3: into the final oh, four. From the the fu- final that's what I was Chris, asking Chris week- yeah, from the, the final four.
2: This weekend. Guys that are playing. Don't say Jake Moody, Chris.
3: So I'll do it while you guys are thinking, because yeah, i put you on the go spot. Yeah. I had Zay Flowers. That's a good call. Right. I'm, I'm like... on St. Brown. Okay. And my other guy was, because it's really a need for the Bears, Aiden Hutchinson. And over Bosa? Over Bosa wow. because of the age. Because of the age? Because of the age. Okay. So that's why I would do y- yeah. that. You've note. been
0: pretty critical of Aiden Hutchinson. Though. I have.
3: I have. But but, I've been critical early on um, when his sack numbers were poor. Y- But he turned it on at the end of the year and started putting up those sack numbers, if I'm not mistaken. Listen, I can can be as critical of anybody I want, but when he produces on the field, and after the Bears he produced on the field, I can go and say, hey...
2: He's still in a top ten win rate. Can I make one amendment, maybe? Well, okay, okay. so if I had to make my choice... You know who else comes to mind, though? I would choose Aiden Hutchinson. You know who else comes to mind? Pena Sewell. Yes, the big tackle, left tackle. He's right. Oh, he's which that which right one tackle. do you want? He's their right tackle. All right
3: tackle? I don't need if a right we tackle. we can assume I he can, can right play tackle. left,
2: though. Yeah, I have a right tackle. I mean, he's the best right tackle in the league. Okay. I agree with Yurko. I would go with Hutchinson. You go with Hutchinson yeah. over Bosa? Yep. Wow, I think I'm going he? Bosa. We all go with the defensive guy. Yeah, well, I'm with the pass rusher because you know the importance of no. it. If you can't go quarterback, you sort of have to go pass rusher, oh, don't well, you?
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, listen, if you put quarterbacks, I'm taking Lamar.
2: Of course, no, no, yeah, because of age. Yeah, i Mahomes, Mahomes. Yeah, yeah Mahomes. Mah-
0: Mahomes or Lamar, depending on age.
2: Um, you have when you when you throw the quarterback out, you almost have to go pass rusher because right. as much as I love Amon-Ra, like you can find really good wide receivers. And, and I like Saint Brown better than I like Zay Flowers, but yeah. I
3: took a rookie. You know what I'm saying? I took a rookie. I'm on St. Brown with almost, if I knew I was getting Daniil Hunter, I'm on St. Brown. I would
2: pluck off that Detroit roster in half a hole. I think that's a great question. Yeah. To me, it's like the two names that keep popping out are Panay and Nick Bosa. But I like that question. Did Pat ask you that? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's a good question. 312 332 3776 is the number. Danny's in Highland. Hey, Danny.
1: Hey, what's going on? Yurko, what's up, bro? What's
3: happening, Danny? It's good to talk Man. to you. You were on hold yesterday. I'm glad you came back.
1: Yeah, dude, I had to. I got pulled over by the cops. Anyways, <laughs> um, here's the thing. I'm trusting Ryan Poles, okay? And the reason being, smart enough to get Montez Sweat right. But I think this says a lot about him. They went after Tracey Capel, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Smart enough, smart enough to cut his losses. Not to yeah. I sit I, here like,
2: and, listen. You he, know? you're right about that. He, he he took the loss and he moved on. It wasn't pretty, but you're right about that, Danny.
1: Yep, yep. And then I, that's why I think he's going to move on from Fields. I mean, as much as it may suck, but you know it is what it is. Yeah. All but right, hey, buddy. man. Hey, thanks for taking my calls, guys. You're go- Danny. You uh, made me a, a listener now, so I'm with you guys. Danny, I, I
3: appreciate it. it. Boy, Thank Danny. you very kindly. I bumped into Danny at our bar I heard in Highland. We were out yeah. smoking a cigar and cigarettes, me, Max, and a couple Packer fans yeah. before the Packers met. And he's come out. He's talking sports. And I said, hey, I said, what do you think about Carmine Yurko? <laughs> he goes, it's not bad. He goes, but I hate Yurko. I hate him. I thought he was messing with me, pulling my leg. I said, now, I, so we sat, and we talked, and he finally goes, That's I awesome. go, well, why do you hate me? And he goes, no. And then the, the Packer fans were laughing because they knew who I was. So great. And so then we sat and chatted. We talked. And I said, give us a try. Give us another try. You, so. gave, you converted him. Yeah. I love it, Jerko. Yeah, so I'm, I'm happy he's on board now. I'm still thinking about your question
2: or Pat's question. I love the question. Yeah, it's a good question, isn't it? I'm tempted. Yeah. Yeah, I think we picked some good and, ones. Uh, if I'd hey, hey, I I done,
3: done a 180 on Hutchinson, listen, the Bears lost to them. In a terrible way this year.
2: Dude, he's When they lost that game,
3: remember that? That was like his fifth sack or fourth sack of the year. Okay? And that was into the season. And then I asked you about it, and you told me his pressure numbers were better than what his sack numbers are. And then all I said after that, I go, if he can get his sack numbers to represent what his pressure numbers are, then he's going to be good. His metrics are good. And, And my one criticism of him moving forward was if he doesn't increase his sack numbers, they'll have to make a decision on him. And then what did he do? He increased his sack numbers. Yep, he did. So now the proof's in the pudding. Yep. It's in the play. Double digits so what do you sure. do when the
2: proof is in the play?
3: That's the, the way it works. In the play.
2: Yeah. Rob's in Villa Park. What's up, Rob?
4: Hey, guys. Hey, I got two things. Go ahead. First one's for Carmen. Keep it real. How pissed is Yerko? He's got to work an extra hour every day. Oh. He's uh,
2: may, maybe a little pissed, Rob. Livid, I mean, not livid, like Rob. He's happy, but you know him. I mean, he's uh, I'm contractually he's, obligated to do what the bosses ask
3: me to do. He's a little annoyed, Rob. Just hey, a little. I'm contractually way. obligated to do what the bosses you, ask me to do. So good.
4: Are you getting paid more money? No, 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 no. Absolutely oh. not. Absolutely not. Uh, I will. <laughs> I
3: will let you on the inside, though. Uh, my contract dictates that they can work me at any day part up to four hours. Yeah. So the fact okay. that we're only working two hours, a little more than two, yeah, so that's the way it is. Yeah. That's the way to cookie
2: crumbles. I cannot cry. What's the other question, Rob? Hey,
4: what's your take on uh, if the NFL has any impact on who wins these games? Because Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl is going to be huge. I know. Oh, I, I know. Yurko like said it last week. I know. Week. I said
2: it already. Rob, thanks, buddy. We talked about the refereeing decision. They're putting the ref that is more favorable to the road team than yep. any other ref in the sport. Right. Viking Scott has already offered me a ticket to the Super Bowl. He, he's got plans already made. I think He's already going. I don't think there's a conspiracy. I think the Ravens are really good. And I mean, like, their historic metrics are excellent and just yeah. the eye test. For the first time in forever, they're healthy on defense. And I think that plays a major impact. We're, we're going to break down the games in more detail coming up uh, a little bit after one an oldie but a goodie on the line did you see that make sure he doesn't go anywhere adam you i heard what? him on waddle and sylvie last week Do you know i'm a member at the country club with his father no yeah All right. oh uh, yeah bongwater chad's online we got to take a quick break but i don't go anywhere chad i heard him with waddle and sylvie last week i'm like oh bongwater's back it's been a while 312-332-3776 we'll be right back working from home we're back office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Bonus play from Mike North in an hour. New episode of the Odds Couple is up. Gave out a few uh, few plays. Not much that uh, we love this weekend. Gave you a couple of ideas though. We really broke down both games. Yurko and I will do that coming up here during the 1 o'clock hour. I don't know if I've ever Maybe I have. I can't think of a time where I ever bet a puck line minus two and a half. You don't even really see it. We gave this out right as the show was ending yesterday. Said, listen, you know, Edmonton money line. I I wouldn't. It's still anything can happen in a game. I said I would never tell anybody to lay six dollars to win a dollar. You know, that's what the the money line was last night. Minus It's 600. Yeah. I can't. And I don't bet a lot of hockey, but i you don't often see a puck line of two and a half. But the Hawks were playing the second of a back-to-back. They haven't won on the road since the first week of November. The Oilers are going for this record streak. They already own the Canadian team record. They're, trying yeah. to, they're two games away now from tying Pittsburgh's all-time NHL record for consecutive wins. Like, this doesn't match. This this doesn't look good for the Hawks. right? I don't think I've ever... Laid two and a half goals, but she did. You know how uh, Edmonton covered it one three nothing. Empty netter Empty at the netter. end of the game, but like a minute left. Down to about, nothing. About a minute thirty. Up to a, up, up to, to zero. Nothing. Up to about a minute, about a minute and a half left. Abdallah was on it too. We're I, never sweating Hawks Edmonton so much. I think I watched correction.
0: Puckdallah was
2: on it. P- I'm yeah. sorry, Puck Puckdallah Do- Puck bets a lot of hockey. Puckdallah was all over it. We were like, woo! We were sweating that one. So, three points for McDavid, two goals and an assist. I saw him play, I think, Edmonton earlier this year. They did. They played him tough
3: earlier in the year.
0: It was two to one, like, th- what was it, like three weeks ago? It wasn't yeah, that long three ago. weeks ago, yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: They played him tough for some reason or another. The Hawks play hard. I yeah.
2: mean, they're just terrible.
0: Well, hey,
3: like I said, Bedard's injured. You've got four guys that play on the U.S. junior team that are currently in the collegiate ranks. You've got a young you know, defense core. Listen, I I, listen, I, 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 went, I had the run. You know, It was great. 10, 13, 15. I was there for all of it. It was fantastic. When they got good, I was there. It, it was great. It was great. It, it, you know, Now they're priced out with all these season tickets. Well, they're a little bit goofy. But if you're thinking to get back in with a now. corporation... No. Like with a group of buddies, three other buddies, where you guys all get ten games apiece, might be the time to strike a deal with Blackhawk Sales. This might be the time to strike a deal with Blackhawk Sales. You want too much? Let's strike a deal. Lock the price in for about three years.
2: I'll give you a three-year commitment. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, got to negotiate. Um, if you ever wonder, just these guys talk about hockey in Canada. You ever wonder if you ever, ever want to know how big hockey is in Canada? They love hockey. I was on with my man Kevin Carius on uh, it's pa- Sports. It's part of the social structure. Well, the way football is for us. Yes. So, uh, Sports 1440 in Edmonton. Sure. With Kevin Carious' show. I was, right. And you use Grant Fuhrer's in with it, him a lot of it, times. In Edmonton. In Edmonton. Oh, I, was on, I was on an Edmonton radio station yesterday. How about because that? in January, guess what they want to talk about, you guys? Hockey. Trade deadline. They want to talk about Hawks and Oilers and the trade deadline. Dude. Tenorti. They want to know they, about Tenorti. A, a station in Edmonton. Talking about the worst team in the league, the Blackhawks. They know the sixth defenseman. Yeah. If we asked 100 people on the street who is Jared Tenorti, we wouldn't get four. Don't leave the studio. What? <laughs> I don't I, I yeah. honestly I'm not yeah. this is not bit. I have no idea who you're you talking don't. about. Yeah. If we asked 100 people, you wouldn't get four. No. In Chicago, They know Corderlini, who Jared Tenorti is. What'd you, you say his name is Jared Tenorthy. Hey, Colin, go- do you think they might trade to Nordy? Uh, we could go to Michigan Avenue. Is Colin Blackwell available? And what do you stand think?
0: in front of the Blackhawks team store on Michigan Avenue yeah. and not get four. You wouldn't yeah. get
2: four people. And the stations in Canada yeah. are like, do you think hey, Colin Blackwell but, could be available? Wait, what about Rockford? Huh? Anybody up in Rockford, boys? It's incredible. I mean, it is. it's such a different world. It's incredible. I love it. I love their passion for it. Well, it's maybe so great. Edmonton wins it this year. They're First like, Canadian team since and they, forever, and they're all on Bedard though too. They love. Yeah, I mean, they, you they know, they, they're Canadian kids that come on. Right, the, sure. well. They love them. It's so funny, you guys. Bong Water, Chad, where Boy, you been? I will tell you.
1: Where you been, Shalom, gentlemen? Shalom, it has water. been forever. Yeah. Uh, So, first of all, Yuriko, Brian says hello. Uh, If you guys don't know, my father is uh, Yuriko's golfing buddy, so Brian says hello. That's how I Um, say hello and happy holidays. I will, I will. And also on the Hockey Talk, um, I am friends with the practice goalie for the Blackhawks, and Bedard hit the ice yesterday, the first time, and looked great. Bedard did? So, Bedard did. Nice. He, he hit the ice for the first time yesterday in some two on one drills. Oh, right. And uh, according to my buddy, he looked great. Good. Good um, to hear. So he will be back soon. Good. Um, now, on my Bears thought, I feel, and I want to know your guys' opinion, I feel what the Bears are doing is they're following the model of Miami. They brought in Waldron, who is a past first OC. Whether it's Harrison Jr., neighbors, Odunze, you put another speed threat on the other side of D.J., there's your Tyreek Hill model combination. If you look at the offensive line of Miami and the Bears, they're very similar, ranked 22nd, 23rd. They use Moser not as a runner but as a red zone threat. You've got Roshan. You've got Foreman for your red zone threat. Now, whether it's Fields, if we trade down, or if we take Caleb, I think they're modeling at offense and if we can become an every first offense two huge threats yeah. I feel that we can become a perennial stuff. Chad you're we're starting to lose the yeah. connection
2: but I, I like the points you know can they follow the Miami model maybe you know you're talking about some elite playmakers and skill that they have down there and I think you're talking about a really good play caller I think McDaniel's really good I mean his offenses are they've been dynamic yes he's got the players to help him with that but He's multiple. Uh, the, that offense is is not predictable. Um, I think he's good. And can Waldron be that good? I don't know. We'll see. I love the idea of an Adunze or a neighbors. I think Adunze is going to be a stud. I've talked about him a lot here uh, this year, and I will continue to talk him up a lot. I mean, Kuiper was talking him up with Waddle and Sylvie yesterday. Did you see the – I think it was Aaron Schatz, you guys. Did you um, – See that he was speculating that the Bears go after uh, Mike Evans in free agency. Now, Mike Evans is going to be 31, I believe. He That's can still cool. catch. He led the league in touchdowns, you guys. He yeah. had 13 touchdowns. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, You know? And he's Chats, a, he, I think, was he, like he's a long ball and, threat. Yeah. That, like, a, a great compliment. And don't be surprised if the Bears, with all the money to spend, go after somebody opposite of DJ Moore like Mike Evans. And a
3: guy Yerkel was
2: wrong on. I
3: was wrong, Carm. Yeah. I thought he was gonna be a bust. So, I go, he's the ultimate boom and bust guy, but I think he's gonna be a bust. He's a boom. You've so. owned it. We've all been I'm wrong. wrong. We've you talked know, about the I guy's been wrong. Every about. time we talk about him, I, was I always wrong gotta on, point it I, out. I was wrong on Tyrus Thomas.
0: I mean, that probably means they don't get a dunze then.
2: I don't know, Adam, that's a good point. I mean, and look, you do this stuff before the draft, so we'll know. Yeah, we would know. You yeah, I mean you could be right about that and they find a receiver somewhere later, they're still going to draft a receiver, they're I would think. This is a, a receiver, deep cla- this is a
0: deep class for receivers. You get a cost-controlled guy that's going to be around for a while. Yeah. Mike Evans, what would you say he was, 32?
2: Yeah. Mike Evans will be 31. Hall now. of 31? Famer, not a Hall of Famer. Uh, boy, I would probably say Hall of Fame. I mean, he's, he's getting pretty close. Yeah, yeah. I kind of agree with Chris. I mean, he's done something that nobody's ever done, right? Isn't it 10 straight years with over 1000 yards? I, I don't even did,
3: 11th every year that he's played in the league, he's been over 1000 yards. He's got 11,680, 94 touchdowns. More impressive. 94 times he's found the end zone. He's had double-digit
2: tutties in 5 years. It's crazy. I, Not I, even Jerry Rice started his career yeah. with 10 straight 1000-yard yeah. seasons. Evans uh, well, is the there's also
3: a strike year. There are a couple strike years, I believe, for well, Jerry. His fir- in there. But
2: his first year was a full season. It was a 16 game right. season. He he, he played. 16 what year games? was his first year? 85. So 87. He had a strike year. 87 was a strike year. Yeah. Now Jerry ripped off 10 straight seasons. Don't right, get me wrong. But right. not to start time, his right. career. Not to start his career. Mike right. Evans is the
3: only guy to ever. That's do the that.
2: caveat. Yes. Yes. It's it's pretty incredible an caveat.
3: Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. I mean, his stats are in front of my eyes. You know, for all the Keenan McCardle, the Jimmy Smith stuff, all the other receivers that are up there, the touchdowns don't touch the 94 touchdowns that he has. 94 touchdowns. Is it's a substantial. Lot. He'll finish with 100 touchdowns. Oh yeah. When yeah. his career is done, he'll only have 100. I, I, when I tell you this, he, he's got a more legitimate chance to be a Hall of Famer than a lot of receivers do. He's got a
2: lot of touchdowns. It's a good point. More NFL talk coming up. We'll deep dive both uh, games for championship Sunday. We'll take more of your calls. We got everything from you know what they expect this weekend to what the Bears should do. Three one two three three two ESPN. We're back in two minutes.